We're back with Trista, Ryan, and Nick on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. A legendary performance for Steph Curry in Game 7. Mike Green with the call there on ABC. Warriors win that in seven games in a series that looked like it could have gone completely Sacramento's way the first two games. And then the Warriors took the next three and said, no, no, we're still the champs. We want to remind you of that. But it, it really comes down to Steph and what you brought up earlier, Trista, and it's so true, Kevon Looney, who's going to be overshadowed by Steph's 50 points. But Kevon Looney in this series on the boards has been absolutely amazing. If they can keep him out of foul trouble, I'll tell you what, that's going to make life really, really difficult for the Lakers. They but, had 11 second-chance points God. in the third quarter alone. Yeah. That, Every because single of rebound. Yeah, it was rough for me. It was rough. I hated it. But this is a yeah. situation now where the Kings learned. Like th- this is this is you kind of young teams have to go Game in. Game seven too. Let's get crucial experience. Absolutely, it's such a big deal because for them there was no pressure on them in Game Seven. Like yeah, they want to win. I think they they collapsed under that. I think that that moment got very bright for them yes, in Game Seven. But what I mean in terms of like expectations, mm-hmm. losing this, there's no like if the Warriors lost this series, oh, it's a wrap. It, there's a lot of criticism on them. But for the Kings to lose that series, it's well look at what they achieved this year. Mm-hmm. This was this was a huge step in the right direction, and we've seen those young teams. Now the thing obviously is going to be what do they do this offseason to continue to get better? Yeah. People are saying, uh, listen, Harrison Barnes might need to move on from him, but who do you really go out and get? I would do everything that I can to get Mikael Bridges if you can. Oh, yeah. If you can get him, if you can find a way to make that trade happen, that automatically makes you a legit contender. Could yeah. you imagine instead of Harrison Barnes, you have Mikael Bridges starting? <sighs> oh, on both ends. Oh, my God. It's an upgrade. Oh, man. Oh, massive upgrade. Massive. Even Cam Johnson, like a little, like, we'll call him like a diet, Mikael yeah, Bridges. I'll take him, too. Yeah, I'll take him. I think they need a backup center. I think that's oh, the yeah, biggest yeah, for need. Sure. Because, yeah, I mean, you watch Looney, like you said, those second-chance points. And I like Sabonis. But if he gets in foul trouble or if somebody stomps on his chest, he gets a little soft. Although I can't call him soft. He got the crap kicked out of him. I mean, he was All having game. x-rays All series. on his ribs, Bloody on eye. his chest. Um you know, he uh, he he brought it, but I do think that they need a backup center. I think that that's what they need. Absolutely. And then another guy. I mean, I, I yeah, Harrison Barnes. You need an upgrade over him. Yeah, and that's hard. It's really hard to upgrade uh, over Harrison Barnes. There's not that many guys available. Right. Uh, that, unless they're like tier one dudes. Where's Sacramento in the? Are they over the cap this off season? Where are they? Uh, in that? I I think their cap situation isn't bad. Because De'Aaron Fox obviously got a, a big deal with them with his mm-hmm. extension and. DeMontis Sabonis has got a pretty big deal, but I don't, yeah, I don't think they're not – like, are they in a position where they can even they, make any moves in free agency this offseason? They have uh, thir- $53 million in luxury tax space. Okay. They have uh, $12 million in a non-taxpayer mid-level and $5.5 million in a biannual exception. And then they can get rid of guys, right? Like, so uh, Harrison Barnes comes off the books. That's $30 million. Yeah, but when Herter's shooting, man, he's he's on. It's tough to get rid of yeah, a Yeah, you're not going like to get that. rid of him. I would um, because I just don't trust guys like Herter in the playoffs, though. Great regular season player, and I know he'll hit 50% of though, his shots. I worry about him getting that off. In remember, the playoffs, though, so. he, he was amazing in game seven against the Sixers. He had, like, 28 points against, I think, 28 points against the Sixers um, uh, in that. Eastern Conference semifinal game. Oh, when he was game. in Atlanta. Yeah, I, was like, yeah. I, was just, yeah. I was thinking, like, what in the hell are you talking about right yeah. now? I know had, it's Monday, but is my brain that far gone? <laughs> yeah, he had, yes. uh, let me see what he had in that game. He, he was killing. He was really, really I know, good. I, and I like Kevin Herter, no disrespect. Yeah, I'm just 27. Saying. 
Like, if I can move on from some guys, I'm going to throw his name out there. I'm going to throw, like, no, I mean, Holmes you, out there and P.J. Doe. No, you like, want to continue keep... to keep Herter. You, there's not a lot of guys that you can get for $15 million right. that are gonna, as good as Herter. That's a really good piece for your team. You just move him to the bench in the playoffs. That's what you do. Like, you just bring him off the bench. Mm-hmm. Keegan Murray eventually will overtake uh, Herter's spot, and maybe you have him play uh, Herter's role, and then you have somebody play like a four. Right, like Keegan Murray's not really a four, so that's no. an interesting an interesting piece as well. Maybe Kessler Edwards gets better, but you're gonna need some additional you're gonna need some additional dudes um, because listen, Harrison Barnes is making twenty eight million dollars. That's a lot of money. Way too much for Harrison Barnes. And I like Harrison Barnes. He was really really good. Yeah. And if he would have hit that shot, maybe he would have come back. Yeah. The thing with Mikhail Bridges is he would be probably too expensive for them to get. It's going to be they're going to have well, to do a lot some, of draft picks. They're going to have to move Five, stuff around, probably. Yep. Because he doesn't get paid that much money right now. Right, Mikhail Bridges. Right. Do you think so, guys are going to want to go play in Sacramento yes. because it's like trendy and cool, and you get the so he only mm-hmm. makes uh, four years ninety million dollars. He's making less money uh, mm-hmm. than than our man Harrison Barnes. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Not for long, but that's the case. He's going to get a big payday. Well, yeah. But... Uh, he signed a four-year deal. Already, like so, he's he's still under contract for a while. Oh, that's right. I forgot he did sign the big one. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because his numbers weren't nearly what they are now no. with Brooklyn. So yeah, that that actually changes things a little bit. You know, the Kings are kind of in a position where the Bengals were the first year when they went to the Super Bowl when they had Joe Burrow, yeah. where it was like this is an organization that has failed and had horrible front office decisions made year after year after year, and then the Bengals took that next step. They got their quarterback. That's the big thing. But the, that offseason, that first offseason, was, okay, you need to address your weaknesses, and you got to continue to move forward. And they went after as many offensive linemen as they possibly could. Now, they still had sack problems, but they still went and at least addressed the needs that they had. That's what the Kings have to do this offseason because the Warriors are only getting older. If the Warriors win the title this year, I'm less comfortable still in them winning the title again next season or even being like in the top three. They're just getting older. That's just that's how it works. But we look at the West, Denver's starting to get I think everybody's starting to respect what they are a little bit more now. We're seeing when they're together. This is the team we expected them to be over the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. But you got the Suns with they lack depth. Like there's a lot of space there for the Kings to make improvements this offseason. Focus on getting better defensively, not just the individual, like just as a team. They you take those next steps, and this team could be in the Western Conference Finals also, very easily next year. De'Aaron Fox, if he wouldn't have gotten injured, who knows? Yep. He had a not yep. very good game seven, but he retweaked good the in game finger. Six, though. Yeah, awesome. retweaked the finger in game five. And he just really was up and you know up and down. So if you could have gotten a you know bucket for bucket type of performance mm-hmm. for, from Foxy, this team has a very bright future. Mm-hmm. You obviously need to lock down Malik Monk for longer. Yep. Uh, Herder, I still like. They just need somebody that's better than Harrison Barnes for honestly less money than Harrison Barnes. And you do whatever you need to do in order to do that. Maybe maybe that is move Keegan Murray. And I love Keegan Murray. But if you can get Mikael Bridges. You, you do, do that. In you do it. You absolutely do that. Or OG and an Obi, but OG and Obi's not exactly a shooter either. You need more mm-hmm. perimeter shooting. You need more two-way guys. Because again, you're gonna have to face the Warriors again, and yep. offensive, defensive rebounds, rebounding is gonna be huge. But this is a team that you can say their win total is gonna be a lot next year. There's gonna be all kinds of different. If you had to guess, what do you think it would be next year? We haven't had an off-season improvement. and a so. half. Yeah, I feel like it'd be even higher. I guess yeah, I think it's going to be like 47. 43 really? popped in my head, or 44. 40, yeah, I don't think, because there's not that many 50-win teams. Mm-hmm. You know? If you look at the NBA standings earlier this year. Maybe 44 and a half yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, I think that's right, because you're looking at, there's only. Because 41's only put you at 500, though. Yeah, you they had I mean? 48 yeah. wins, 
And Grizzlies had 51, Nuggets had 53. Everyone else had, you know, below 48. So, it yeah. It be like 45, 46. Yeah, because the maybe. Grizz bounced up that. to like 48 and a half because I played the over the next season. And they yeah, maybe that's plus. what it is. Maybe it's four, so, 47 and a half. So, like, in the West, I feel like the Nuggets, like, it's finally their time when they're healthy. We were just talking about this during the break. I just really like the roster. When mm-hmm. everybody's actually able to go because Aaron Gordon's really good defensively. Porter Jr. is a great offensive player. He could score anywhere on the floor. Jokic and Jamal Murray are great. They have the pieces now that they're finally healthy. So, they're like, now the Warriors I kind of liked when they drafted all those dudes and I know not all of them worked out they've already moved Wiseman but I like that they had their core from the championship years and then their future with like Jordan Poole but now I don't know who I like anymore (laughs) not Jordan Poole should retire so like who would you guys say is the better team for the future though is it Memphis I know they had the down year and they no showed in game six but or is it the Kings now because we also have to remember Memphis wasn't Memphis they didn't have Steven Adams they didn't have Clark those are very important players for I'm, what they're trying I'm to do. I'm concerned about the culture in Memphis, and I'm concerned about the immaturity of that team. The Kings look like a team that was much more mature, much more focused, and they didn't buy into all of the publicity and all of the love for them. They just kind of stayed focused on what they were trying to do. Now the question becomes, though, will they still be that way you know, next year? I think so. Memphis wasn't that way before, and now Memphis got really arrogant. So it's Mike Brown's got to keep that culture staying right where it you is. You know what's interesting is I was talking to a couple of the beat reporters, and I said, who's the biggest – like? Who's the extrovert on this Kings team? Like, who's the loudest? Yeah. Like, who's that guy? And they said, really, probably just Malik Monk. Hmm. Everybody else on this team is an introvert. So you're just never going to get a team that's like Memphis is if they're all, you know, stay-at-home, homebody introvert guys. Yeah. That's just not yeah. their brand of basketball. The Celtics have started the game 13 of 14 from the field and 3 of 3 from 3. That's sick. Good God. And they're still down? And they're just, I mean, just Robert Williams oh, getting a dunk that, like, yeah. It's unbelievable. Marcus Smart heard the conversation. He's just out there facilitating. Just, yeah, he's like, I'm not going to, maybe I won't shoot at all tonight. Throwing Points oops. in the paint, 22. That's the issue. No Embiid. Yep. How are you going to protect the rim? Here's your in-game box score, Trista. Jalen Brown, 6 of 6. Jason Tatum has missed the lone shot for Boston, 3 of 4. Loser. Horford, one of one. Derek White, one of one. Malcolm Brogdon, one of one. Robert Williams, <laughs> two of two. That is about as efficient, efficient hey, as it gets. So great. Joel Embiid's out, right? Because there's there's yes. not much going on on the defensive front. Yeah. Doc's yeah. like, Clearly. let's just see if we can keep up with them. Yeah. Tatum's got two dimes already, too. Two nice. assists for Tatum, and then Jalen Brown, 14 points, two assists, and a Jeez. rebound. So he's already at 17. I need 34 and a half points, rebounds, that's, and assists. That's a lock. Three yeah. more dimes from Tatum. And Tyrese Maxey is one of three from the floor, only three points, and he's on the bench right now. Let's get him back out there. This, this could get out of control if you don't it, have Oh, that, But that's then that's the worry. If Boston goes up by 20 in the fourth quarter, who's getting set? And that's the thing that's been the most frustrating about these NBA playoffs is these blowouts in really meaningful games. Watching where the Grizzlies just put out a whimper against the Lakers and got knocked out. Watching the, the, the Warriors in game six look absolutely embarrassing in that game no six momentum. at home. I mean, unbelievable. So that that's the one thing that can screw you. Like I said, like that happened to me and Ryan on Friday where it was like we had all these props that would have hit, but everybody sat in the fourth quarter of both the games because they were just massive blowouts. Yeah, and in terms of Ryan, who I think has a brighter future between Memphis and the Kings, I would say it's TBD because uh, Zach Kleiman said he is going to make major roster changes uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies. So you could see... I don't know. You can see major guys gone. I don't think Dylan Brooks is back. No. I think they're done with that. I think he's done. I can see them moving on from, I don't know, depending on what they could get for someone like Steven Adams or maybe Brandon Clark. Who knows? It's going to be, when someone says major roster changes, that's like everybody but Jaw and Desmond Bain. Yep.
feels like. That means trades are happening. OG and Anobi may be there. Yeah. Who <laughs> they want yeah. at the trade deadline. Yeah. yeah. We don't want picks. We want talent now. We want some veterans. We want some mature guys. Steven Adams tough, though. That's, that's a I good move for that team. But you're right. That could be somebody who just 